What's up, everyone? Time for another Signal Life podcast, a show about snowboarding, small business, art, music, culture, and anything we feel like talking about. If you've listened to any of the past shows, I think you're starting to get the sense this is more of a coffee table talk, some riffing, if you will, with some good friends, new friends. Um, We've all been through so much, and I'd love to pass these stories or any knowledge on to you if we can. I get a lot of information from podcasts, from articles written, um, and any any little help can help so much, you know? So today, we have Mike Akins from Finland. He was one of Signal's first employees back in 2004, 2005. In 2010, he moves his whole family to Helsinki, Finland, and becomes a coffee roaster over at Coffee Roastery. But imagine that, completely changing your life, going to a country where you don't speak the language, and you're gonna go raise a family. Pretty awesome. I'm sure a few of you out there have been through a similar situation. This is Tycho. The song is called Awake. Let's be awake, and let's get into it. I'm here with Mike Akins from Helsinki, Finland. He used to be one of Signal's first employees, before we even called them employees. Hi, Mike. (laughs) Hi, Dave. How's it going? (laughs) It's been a long time. It has been a super long time. Yeah. How many years has it been? Five, at least five. So, yeah, that makes sense. And you, to give people a little background, were literally, I think, the first person we ever hired at Signal. Yeah, yeah. And I was, uh, two, is that 2010 that makes it, or 2009? Yeah, it would have been, it would have been, I think it was a lot, I think it was sooner than that, because we started in 2005. No, sorry, yeah, when I left, it's nothing. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it was, two, yeah, it must have been 2004, 2005. Yeah, it had to be right around 2000, 2000, or 2004, 2005. So we, we sort of branch out at Signal from it just being Kelly and I to adding you. You'd come from Mervyn, and we just kicked up this tiny little brand. Yeah. <laughs> the it three of us. It. Yeah, and then we grabbed Ian at some point. But, yeah, but Farmer Fells in there. That was pretty. He was amazing. Yeah. So for the first like three years or four years of Signal, it was pretty much us four just sort of stumbling around trying to you know make some kind of brand work in the middle of uh, a crazy time. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was definitely a lot of this. Uh, just figure out who wants what kind of snowboards where and try to get them there. Yeah, and I think back then too we were we were on the old model. Like you know, internet hadn't internet sales anyway were still pretty new. Um, even the way that people were wanting to sell through the internet was pretty uh, wild west. Like a lot of shops were pretty angry with any brands that would sell direct online. I remember that was a big thing when we started. <laughs> yeah, for sure, and it was always. I always got a lot of that, like, oh, yeah, aren't you guys selling online, like, direct? And I was like, yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we were trying to figure out, like, how to how to marry this with, like, you know, all these amazing shops around the country, but, and then get them to understand at the same time that there's people in the middle of nowhere. They don't have a shop. They need the internet. Yeah. 
Exactly. That's such a good point. You know, I'm, I'm, we're finding that now more than ever with some of the projects that we're working on, where there are people in corners of the globe that, you know, or corners of the United States that go snowboarding and they live in the, you know, this sort of like bottom, you know, side of Texas, but they go to Colorado twice a year. You know, there's no snowboard shops there. Yeah. So, exactly. so yeah, they want to be connected too. So it's yeah, it was pretty funny. I remember pretty clearly coming into our office in Seattle and having that discussion multiple times, even with other friends of ours that had brands, you know, that had kicked up around the same time. Like, how do you do? How do you deal with this internet? You know, selling direct and and making that okay with the retail shops and yeah. yeah. And, and I remember even then, like the very first thing, because we talked about. You know, this whole thing with the beacon and signaling out to like-minded people and, like, this whole thing grew and we were, like, on this, you know, we need to make, like, wouldn't it be amazing if you could sell, like, custom snowboards, like, exactly how somebody wants it? Yeah. Like, Nike ID and all this stuff, like, and that was, like, that was, like, one of the first things that we talked about and, like, <laughs> I don't know, now that I see, it, you know, the, the, the thing that you guys have going with the colorways and it's pretty pretty exciting to see that that actually works now yeah that, that well, that's like a real thing it's it's really nice well yeah i'm i'm happy to hear that cuz i think that you know our foundation what we created even or what we talked about 10 years ago is finally we're able to do it because you know, things have caught up, you know, times have kind of caught up to the opportunity. And, um, even like our signal six, our subscription based program, it's all about customer service and, you know, giving riders the opportunity to be connected. And that was exactly, that's why we created signal. No, I I think that's, uh, yeah, super cool. That, that whole thing, the, the customer service thing, it's like, uh, you know, the brand is the brand, but really it's about, you know, making the customers happy, making, in, in, in the signal case, it's like making these snowboarders around the world, you know what I mean, in wherever pocket or mountain or local tow rope they go to, like getting them the best board that, that you can get on it. And I think that's, uh, that's super, super cool that it is finally catching up or has caught up to, to that kind of thing. That's awesome. So, what are your, uh, some of your fondest memories of the early days of signal? I mean, for sure, when we were in that office with Connor sharing the spacecraft, yeah, that was a really fun time. I mean, those guys, uh, it's just nice to have kind of inspiring people around you all the time, you know? Yeah. So it helps, helps keep you looking forward. And, um, you know, yeah, going snowboarding or, or the first, like, going snowboarding as a group. Yeah. Like, you know, the first time that I went up to... Uh, we went up to Snoqualmie with uh, with Ian, yeah, and having him be such a local and just, you know, we went over to Alpenthal and I was like, "Where are we going?" And he was like, "Don't worry, don't worry." And I was like, "He had the back." That, that kind of stuff was super fun to get in with people who, who because I because I'm not like a Northwest local, so I had been there for you know some years, but but to go out there with you guys, you know, and and uh, I think that was a. Yeah. Uh, that was definitely some of the fondest, fondest yeah. times I have. Those were good times. I love the I I love just, you know, building a brand from the beginning, like just bootstrapping it. Like we all put in, you know, these weird efforts and in, in times of our lives where it was just, you know, 
you just you're just out there trying new things. Like you don't, yeah. you know, some things stick, some don't. You know, some some successes, some failures. Um, but yeah, you just kind of keep moving, and I think that all of those things contribute to you know who you are at the end of the day. And we'll get into that. We'll get into that soon. But you know, even your move to to Finland and now you know, working for a roastery and, and doing things like that. It's just, it's just awesome to see where people come and go, you know? For sure. And, and the, you know, when we, when we finally, or, you know, had been talking to Mark for a long time and started at the factory, that was like, was, uh, we were so excited about that. Like it was such a, like, Oh my God, everything is possible now. Like, all you know, <laughs> right. Getting your own factory was like, all the hard things that came from that, like all the things that were like, oh my God, what are we doing with this and what are we doing with that? But like at the same time, just being like, doesn't matter. This is our own factory. Like this is like, you know, this has to work. This is the way it should be. So like, uh, I think that was another one that was like super, super inspiring to just have that opportunity to, to start a brand and, you know, have it, have it, have its own factory. So you can literally create everything you want to create from it. From start to finish. Yeah, so, that was a pretty amazing. That was definitely a big deal and a big turning point for us. And probably, you know, I think I mentioned it with Kelly in the first podcast. We couldn't have started that at the worst time, <laughs> 2007. <laughs> but exactly. uh, you know, just nobody was buying anything, and there was just Love. so much overhead, and you know, we're just basically drowning in in problems. But we yeah. somehow, you know, stayed positive, and you know by the love of our friends and family we made it through but uh but yeah man some crazy crazy fun times and i think just like you said like staying positive and and seeing and just do like you know we did the first uh the build it dream it ride it yep barbecue was like that kind of stuff you know from whatever came from it but it was like uh you know that's the kind of thing that you you just you know, like you said, bootstrap it. You you make these events, you make things that you believe in, and uh, always, eventually, from from those things comes something good. Yeah. Even if it's real hard at the beginning, it's 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 always comes out to be a good idea. So. Yeah, I think you know when you're in when you're when you're into something because you believe in it or you're passionate about it, like you can start to kind of look at many years piling up where maybe you're not as successful as you want to be or you're not quite where you want to be with something. But at the same time, like, we would always, you know, have those good days on the hill or or get together as a group and go, dude, we're having so much fun. Even in the hard times, you know, we're still having fun. And, um, you know, really it just came down to business structure. You know, can we keep this thing alive? But, um, yeah. but yeah, but I mean, besides that, you know, besides the money issues, like everything was always pretty darn fun. Yeah. It, it was, it was always fun. Like when we would get together for a meeting, like when everybody was in the same place and, you know, or if we would have riders come or all that kind of stuff, like that's really the time when you realize like, yeah, maybe this is hard. Yeah. Remember it's that? It's totally worth it. You can't work. You can't do anything else except something like that. Yeah, the epic so. wiffle ball uh, tournaments. <laughs> oh, that was amazing. <laughs> With Eric Bouvet. Oh, he turned his ankle. Oh, that's Matt right. Hammer really showed off his athletic versatility. Yep, like that's smashing right. Smashing some wiffle balls. That yeah, was really, that's right. Really he was amazing. 
Um, <laughs> but yeah, we would have these wiffle ball games like till the wee hours of the night, just after yeah. all of the you know talks of what boards we're gonna build for next season or what people want to do for as far as a marketing campaign, and then we just go out and yeah, smash yeah. wiffle balls for four hours. That was, that was me. Good. That was good times. Yeah. So then, okay. so then at the end of uh, 2010 or nine, ten, that what you said you you decided to pick up and move to Helsinki. Yeah, and uh, you know it's one of those things like I had kind of just you know it's one of those life things you think about like oh had always kind of like come up like you know the possibility of moving to Europe or doing something doing something over here and then my wife and I were talking a lot about, you know, being in Southern California and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, uh we, we just kind of decided that, that we should definitely make this move. Um, so, so, uh, we, yeah, we, we moved everything. <laughs> yeah. Talk about so, that for a second. That's a big deal. So it's a huge deal. I mean, it's, it's cool for your, I mean, for the people that don't know, like your wife's from Finland. Yep. So that makes it a half, maybe a little bit easier because she knows, you know, has family there, knows people, you know, knows the language and stuff like that. But for you, that's a big deal. Yeah. It was, uh, it's one of these things where, like, I uh, kind of one of these, like, hey, how hard can that possibly be? Right. And then, uh, and then when you, you're in the middle of doing it, I was like, wow, this is actually going to be, this is a big deal. <laughs> and then, but... But at the same time, the the excitement of doing something so new like that, yeah, uh, kind of, I mean, giving up everything that you that you already know, right? Not sort of you know giving up everything, but you know you, in terms of like finding a job and learning the language and all this kind of stuff, like that's uh, t- definitely take for granted that you speak the same language as everybody else, <laughs> and then when it comes right down to like, hey, I'm totally qualified for this. Oh wait, you don't speak the language, that's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, that was, uh, it was, there was definitely some times when it was a little bit scary, but, but again, it's the same thing. Like always like seeing that, that, uh, Helsinki is a great city. Uh, Finland is a, is a super place to live. And I had visited a couple of times and, and always knew that like, you know, you know, even if it looks difficult at the beginning, it's, it's going to be worth it. Like, um, I think that's, that's one of those things, just, just being excited about, about all the new, new stuff. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. and actually being, being interested in learning the language. Yeah. And I don't, I mean, I don't speak Finnish very well now, but I understand Finnish and I can read Finnish. And right. I think like, that's the kind of thing that you, you can, I don't know, set as a goal, little things like that. Like, yeah. That, uh, make, making your way in a place that you don't really know. And I think that was a pretty it was definitely a challenge, but it was, you know, always exciting and interesting. So, yeah, I think that's really cool. I mean, I just moved to New York, you know, I've talked about a little bit about it last uh, show, but you know, there is this sense, this opportunity to start over. I mean, you not completely over cause you bring things with you, but there's this like fresh start feeling and, uh, yeah. it's, it's really inspiring because it's just a new place. Like you wake up, there's new smells, there's new sights, there's just, you know, new people, and, uh, I don't know, like I, I, you know, I love California. I'm really, you know, quite lucky. I get to go back a lot and, um, you know, with a lot of friends there and that's awesome too. But, you know, it's what a great opportunity to be able to move to somewhere in Europe, especially Scandinavia and raise a family. Yeah. 
And I think, nice. like, you know, uh, when, when you look at it like that, especially the you think about raising a family here, it's uh, it's just a, it's an amazing place. Like, it's, um, you know, you, you have the kind of mix of cultures here, and it's a city that, that uh, it's a small city, of course, but, you know, you... you you get so much different influences from 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 outside, from all of Europe, and definitely still from the states. Like I mean, you're 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 definitely getting plenty of influence from from the U.S. here. So it's like uh, it's definitely a, a melting pot. Like you you learn everything, and and on top of that, you learn like a couple languages just just right away. Right, and, and so it just kind of builds this like I. I you know, with with Milo now, he's like just over a year, and just seeing him him grow up and realizing like all the opportunities he's gonna have that, that just different kinds of opportunities that that I didn't things I didn't experience. So um, uh, that's it's really exciting and, and definitely definitely really cool. Nice. And so, if people listening uh, haven't been to Finland and are thinking they should travel over there at some point, where should they go? Well. I mean, okay, you're going to fly into Helsinki for sure. And so, like, in the summertime, Helsinki is a, is definitely probably... It, all the Scandinavian cities are like this. In the summertime, they're amazing because the weather is nice and, and they're just water cities. You know, there's water everywhere. Right. So it's amazing. And there's there's a lot of the, you know, you know you're kind of... Um, all the, you know, great restaurants and stuff like that are here. Of course, coffee. We can talk about that more later. But I mean, there's there's amazing coffee in, in Helsinki. And for Finland, like you know, getting up getting up and out to the archipelago out to, in Turku is like this. Used to be the capital of Finland, kind of like back in the late 1800s. Or, yeah. But it's you go out there and then you go out on this archipelago of islands. That's uh, went out there two summers ago. It's it's incredible. Wow. If you get a chance to go out there and do that, it's it's amazing. And then, of course, the the Lapland is one of these places that it's like so highly recommended. Um, just, I mean, it's like wilderness. Yeah. Like, like it's uh, that's the real deal wilderness. And the middle of Finland, I mean, there's what is it? I think there's a hundred thousand lakes in Finland. So it's like, <laughs> just just go out your door and walk into the woods. Keep walking. You'll be you'll be at a lake pretty soon. And <laughs> it's uh, it's pretty amazing. That's pretty great. So so, so get out. I, I mean, Helsinki is the city. Turku is is a. They're so small that I think it's uh, it strikes you that how small they are. But definitely enjoy the nature of Finland. It's amazing. Yeah, and what's the we you know the light? I mean, for those who haven't been either, I mean, I've been up there. I don't even know if I've. I can't remember. I think I've been into into Helsinki for a little bit, but mostly Norway and Sweden. But the light. You know, in the summertime, how how it's yeah. I mean, it's like so today. It's basically been raining all day. It's ten thirty, but it's actually still light out. Yeah. Um, so here during the summer, for like May through, I guess it's through most of August and even a little in September, it's it's just bright all all night, which is really it's actually really cool. And I, I don't. Uh, uh, the the midsummer is like you know it's it's light all day and you, it maybe gets dusky for like an hour at night like That's at crazy. four in the morning but uh, yeah it's it's amazing it's really cool like it gives you this weird sense that like there's so much to do 
Yeah, right? Yeah. There's so much time and, left in the day, always. Exactly. Yeah. And, and and it's one of these things, too. You see it in people here. Like, when the summer comes and the days get longer, like, people are just, like, on the hustle all the time. It's really funny. They That's wake up great. and they're like, it's like they've been sleeping all winter because, really, in, in the wintertime, <laughs> it's exactly the opposite. It's it's so dark. Right. Um, <laughs> you I, don't see any light. So I, then when the light comes, it's like, People react, and it's really nice to see the joy, and like people are really excited. And again, everything is possible, and you want to go outside and sleep in, in the woods, <laughs> just be, be out there by a lake and, and do something nice. Now, how about have you been able to get some snowboarding in out there? Yeah, uh, all, it's all been local stuff. I've nice. been to Dalma, it's the kind of low bit Helsinki Hill, yeah, and it's like, a, you know. It's a, it's a golf course in the summer and a, and a snowboard par- snowboard park in the winter. <laughs> there you go. They have a tow rope and. Well, it sounds like Highland in Minnesota. It's it's, it's a lot like that. They have a you know they have a park, uh, and they have a pipe that they that they cut and, I mean, with with all the amazing snowboarders that come from here, they definitely you know they yeah. have, they build really nice stuff. It's uh, but it's one of these things that you get used to like, uh, riding in the Northwest. Yeah, and then you come here, and it's like a totally different experience. Yeah, that, um, <laughs> so that I think yeah. that's for for anyone from the Northwest when they go anywhere else, it's pretty much a different experience. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, that's but, but it's, a, it's a cool community too. So like you know when you go snowboarding here, it's like everybody everybody knows each other. Like like legitimately everybody knows each other. There's no like people you don't know up there probably. That's... And, if, and if you're if they don't know you, they're like, "Oh, hey, who are you?" And everybody's pretty pretty friendly. So that's great. Yeah. Well, awesome. Well, so moving on, like when you transitioned over there, one of the things um, that you got into was coffee and uh, working for a coffee shop over there, a roastery, and now following it on on Instagram for you know the last I don't know how many years have you been there. Uh, I've been working at the coffee place for four, four and a half, almost yeah. five years. So I've been watching you slowly just turn into this incredible, like, coffee roaster slash uh, connoisseur, and just from all the different blends from around the world and the way that you guys brew coffee over there. Um, we actually last year in our Signal Six program had a coffee of the month from Kaffa Roastery, which is your roastery in Finland. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, you know, the coffee thing is one of these things that uh, it's kind of like the first time you go skateboarding or snowboarding. When you when you get in there and you start kind of learning about it and uh, then you start learning a little bit about roasting, you, you're you hooked for sure, like, right away. Like, you know, yeah. like, okay, this is this is it. This is super fun. Like, there's, it's, and it's so deep. Like, there's so much stuff to do uh, that uh, so many, so many things to learn all the time and you know, there's always a new way to do it or, or somebody has a new idea how to test for this or try that or roast it this way. And, and uh, so it's really, uh, it's one of these things that definitely becomes becomes a huge part of your life. And that's kind of always what I'm looking for. And that's the same thing I was in snowboarding is that you just, you know, you it, it kind of becomes part of your life for sure. Yeah. It's more than just, just a job. And, yeah, and there's, a, there's, I mean, ab, an absolute art to that, which everybody uh, knows that's into coffee or, you know, knows anybody that roasts coffee. There's just so many different ways to go about it and so many different uh, kinds of, different types of beans to buy, different types of ways to roast, and yeah. Yeah, 
and and you know this it's one of those things where here in in Scandinavia it's pretty lucky for me because like you know I, I drank a lot of coffee in Seattle but I never was in the industry at all so when you come here uh, you there's definitely some of the best roasters in the world if not the best ones like I mean right and and people who are are so knowledgeable about it so to learn from from those people and just be kind of like because it's also a smaller community here in in the Scandinavian coffee scene it's like uh, you, you get access to this incredible information really fast and then you just yeah you just make your own way and you're saying like that's the other best thing it's the same thing with skating it's an ordering like you know you take a coffee and it's super fun when like multiple roasters get the same coffee and then you just see everybody's interpretation of that yeah know, that, that bean that was grown in these conditions and then you bring it to your roastery and you say like, okay this is what we think we want it to taste like uh you make a profile and and then it's really nice to go around and go like oh let's find out how you know this other drop coffee in stockholm how do they interpret this or tim winlebo in, in in oslo like how is he interpreting this specific bean so uh that that's always really fun for me and and, and always a great learning experience too to, to uh talk to other people about how they're doing it yeah and is that um you know not knowing that side of the coffee industry uh is can something can the same bean taste completely different from different roasteries completely different yeah and and it's one of these things where like you know you can take you can actually take and we had this happen it's it's an interesting story uh we you can take our roaster move it across town in helsinki set it up in a different building and it rose completely different two christmases ago we had a crazy fire in our pipes and like the it happens sometimes they have this chaff collector and it's basically just like uh little flakes that are on the coffee bean and they're really dry yeah and sometimes sparks go in there and usually it just goes out by itself but uh it went up the pipes up the chimney was it was you know nobody was injured and and everything worked out fine but it was it was a bad fire and we had to move our roastery right and so you know luckily again small community we know a guy who had a space and we were back up and running in like two weeks and but it was like you know totally different we were like oh my god the coffee's taste different like <laughs> we have to adjust this we have to adjust that the airflow is like you know five times what we had in our space and so like we we were kind of like seeing these things roasting faster and trying to like uh you know get with people about gas pressure and all this you know again learning so many things like oh wow this makes a huge difference <laughs> in like how this coffee roasts and how these beans react to heat so uh, that's one of those things where you know you have something like that happen, yeah. and in the end, there's not a single bad thing came from that. Except we had to replace some pipes, right. but you learn so much and you gain so much information, and just it's basically fun in the end. That's amazing. That's actually some that's incredible uh, knowledge on coffee. I did not know that that you can change the taste just by moving the roastery or just oh. the roaster. For sure, the the airflow and the the sort of conditions in your specific spot, how you have your pipe set up, and all this kind of stuff, and how your gas comes into your machine, that makes a huge difference. Wow. Uh, and the speed of the roasting and and all that kind of stuff. So it's it's super interesting. That's cool, man. And so, what what are some of your favorite uh, beans from around the world? Where do you guys yeah, like to get yours? We from? have probably fifteen different. You know, origins we kind of buy from everywhere. 
we're always looking for new ones. Every year, my favorites tend to come from you know either Ethiopia or Kenya, and yeah. um, uh, just because they're they're these really you get these really unique and and really uh, complex flavors from both of those, and sort of the Kenyan ones are these big, big, thick, juicy like kind of super whack you over the head type of stuff, but like with really elegant structure. And the Ethiopian ones, some of them are like, you know, they're so, they're so subtle and so like, um, so delicate that you, you, it, it's something that I had never tasted in coffee before. And, and it's one of these things that, you know, every year you get it and you're like, wow, this is so, so good. Even it's the same, the same farm or the same cooperative you've had before. It's, it's always like a, Right. Like, oh, I'm so I'm so happy this new crop is in because it's uh, <laughs> it's a great great time. That's awesome, man. I I think it's such a cool story from uh well one, you know we did Signal Coffee way back, um, yeah. and for us that was while you were there we had hooked up with a couple roasters, but I always thought it was such a great opportunity, not because we wanted to start selling coffee in large amounts, but we always had that daydream of of owning like a snowboard shop slash coffee shop and it was mostly so that people could connect and sit around and talk and have a good time and you know enjoy a cup of coffee and you know it's it's cool that 10 years later you know you're over in Finland roasting with one of the best roasters over there in Finland and uh yeah it's just a I just think it's a great story I think yeah. it's inspiring. I think people who are, you know, who listen to this show or are are snowboarding now or skateboarding or, you know, transitioning in life couldn't take a lot from that. Go, you know, like you can still find certain things that you can get passionate about that give you that same feeling as skateboarding or snowboarding. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and, and and I think it's one of these things that it's it's uh whenever we talk about like when I talk to uh, here we talk with about you know what's the direction of the business going and that kind of thing. Like it's so funny because it it reminds me so much of the conversations that we had with Signal. <laughs> nice. You know, being being a small business one owner, it's like this like you have these conversations always like how are we going to connect with these people? Yeah, and we always come back to this like do what you love thing. Yeah, and, and like people people will connect with that even if they don't know. Even if they don't understand what you're what you're about, when they realize that it's something that you that you love and that you're passionate about, they they respond really well. Yeah, and, uh, it's it's definitely definitely a life a life lesson type of thing. That's awesome, Mike. I think that's perfect. A great place to end, um, dude. Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, Dave. Thank you so much for having me. It's really it's good to catch up with you. Yeah, and so how can people find coffee from Kaffa if they want to find it online? So you can go to Kaffa Roastery Piece of Defeat. Uh, so it's just kafferoastery Okay. Um, and then you can Facebook is probably the easiest way. Um, yeah, but nope. definitely that's that's how to connect with us. And of course, if you're in Helsinki, you know, please please jump on the Facebook page, find the address, and, and come over and, and visit. Uh, it's it's always great to have people stop by, especially from the states and from anywhere, really. And and you know, when you have that connection, they're like, oh yeah, signal <laughs> snowboards or whatever it is. And that's always nice to have a little chat and make that connection. Yeah, awesome, man. Well, thanks again. Killer. Thanks, Dave. See you, Mike. See. You. 
Style matters, imagine that. Style affects the coffee that you taste. It affects the brands that you run or that you own. I don't have to tell you that, hopefully. How about taking a disaster and turning it into a positive, learning from it? That's some signal life right there. That's the shit. Big thanks to Mike. If you enjoyed the podcast, feel free to pass it on. And until next time, thank you.